Welcome to the Recruiting Stories Podcast, where we celebrate recruiting by exploring the stories of leaders and top performers by digging into their stories and understanding how recruiting has impacted their journey and their success. All right, everybody, welcome to the Recruiting Stories Podcast, powered by Cover 3 Consulting. Um, I'm thrilled to have our guest today, Justin Liu. He's a founder and CEO of Easy Papel. Justin, how are you? Good, good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I appreciate you being on and taking some time to to talk with the Recruiting Stories podcast and and uh, just the transportation industry. Um, think you'll have just a, a unique story. Uh, love your content, by the way. Like love uh, your post, man. I think those are great. Uh, hopefully, we can talk a little bit about some of those. But um, yeah, what if you don't mind? Tell us a little bit about uh, Easy Papel. Um, just you know the one minute version of of how you got into that and and what you guys do. Yeah, Easy Papel is essentially Shopify for trucking. It's pretty much we convert traditional legacy trucking companies into digital company equipment with technology, right? Rather than manually doing a lot of tasks, now we allow AI to automate all the repetitive tasks that you do. And uh, how how I got into the industry, it's funny, actually, I'm a second generation trucker. My dad was a driver his pretty much the entire life. And he was running about one to three trucks uh, growing up, seeing what he had to do. Right. It's 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 a uh, it's a lot of many work. And, and I, I decided to join him to help him grow the company so that he can retire early. And my timeline for me working for him was three years. I was 25 at the time. I was at 28. That's my perfect time. Three years. <laughs> Up my dad skill and retire. But as you, you know the saying, once you get into logistics, you never get That's out. right. So That's I got right. I stuck in the industry and I loved everything. And there's a lot of challenges, like I mentioned earlier. There's not a really a tool for him to, to run the business for him. We were running, you know, hundreds of loads every week, but we're relying on spreadsheet. And I couldn't really find a tool to automate that. And we're literally high manpower to manually enter information by brute force. So I've decided to use my skill in coding and, 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 and developing software to automate the whole thing. So the first version of Easy Propel was actually from a DAS trucking company to help him cool. scale the business. And with the tool, we scaled from three trucks to 50 trucks and about million dollar revenue to $20 million revenue in three years. And then mm-hmm. I still stick with the timeline, three years, and I'm out. So yeah, three years after helping scale my business, I went full time into the spin-off product, Easy Propel. Man, that is incredible. And I love, we're just jumping right to your recruiting story, which is fantastic. Um, I love that one, Easy Propel is born out of like a, a, a real problem uh, that yes. trucking companies have. Like, I think that's beautiful because that's when the, the most, um, the best solutions come out of that, um, that, that I've seen best companies were so to, to loop back just briefly, your dad has been in trucking your whole life. Yeah. He, he was driving cause he, mm-hmm. he spent half his life in China. Even mm-hmm. when I think legal age was driving maybe around 18 or 21. So he started driving the moment he was, he could get a, a, a driver license. So he was a driver. He brought a trucking company even in China back then, he ran a pretty mm-hmm. decent sized company in China. After moving to the US, you know, immigrants want to make a good living for the family. There's a lot mm-hmm. of money without speaking the language very well. Mm-hmm. Into trucking. That's that's awesome. 
So like it's 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 a part of you. It's a part of who you are. So that's so your dad technically is the one who like recruited you into logistics and transportation. Did you see yourself getting into logistics uh, prior? It's a, it's a it's a funny a funny question that you asked. My dad technically, yeah, he kind of pulled me in, but he was kind of the first person. You know, growing up, I didn't know what I wanted to do. It's like I I but I did I did know that I did not want to do trucking. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah that's uh, my, yeah but but as, as i got older my first job out of college i was working for amazon my first internship mm-hmm. and first job with amazon we're working in inbound receiving work with trucks mm-hmm. a lot trucks will be late for delivery you know amazon warehouse operations two days mm-hmm. delivery if trucks are if we're not having visibility over them then we cannot do the job. So I got kind of chaotic where it's like, hey, where the heck is this trailer? We have no visibility over though. And then that got me interested. Hey, let me look into industry why this is so archaic. Then what I found out it's it's almost a trillion dollar industry. No one really doing anything for 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 truckers, carriers. And my dad wasn't alone being a dinosaur in the industry. 97% of the people are just like him. Pen, paper, mm-hmm. spreadsheet. So so yeah. Well, so that brings me to the next question because obviously I, I work with a bunch of uh, logistics companies, you know, um, brokers, trucking companies, uh, transportation tech companies. Why, why, why does it seem that transportation specifically seems to be such a dinosaur industry and behind the times when it comes to something like technology? Because you, you look at other, um, you look at other industries, like I think about med tech, for instance, and I'm like, they're like super, there's some super advanced things happening in med tech or dentistry and things like that. And and so some sectors are like, man, they're super advanced. But why is one that you think would be, should be advanced? Why is it not in your opinion? Well, a couple of things, like you mentioned earlier, right? The problem, the best product to solve a problem is a founder, founder let problem, right? Founder mm-hmm. facing the problem in trucking. Uh, I actually had a conversation with someone about this not long ago. Why are we so archaic? Why are we so old? And what we came out with is trucking is not a sexy industry, not like bio or med, right? People want to get, oh, I'm going to, I'm a bio major. When I graduate, I want to do that. There's no one going to college after I graduate, I'm going to be in the truck industry. (laughs) So most people in this industry, there's a statistics, every one in five drivers are immigrants. Mm-hmm. Around 33% of the people in the industry are veterans. Mm-hmm. And what do these people have in common? They they don't, they're not tax savvy. Immigrants, a lot of them don't even speak the language very well, not mentioning bringing technology innovation to the industry. So so they're used to running things the old way. And, and, and there's the outside world, if you talk about Silicon Valley, if we talk about the the people who do innovation, they don't know what problems trucking have. So right. there, I feel like there's a a, uh, a a a a gap between the two. There's no communication. If it wasn't for my dad, I wouldn't be you know innovating inside trucking, trying to bring innovation to it. And because he he introduced me to this industry, that's why I was able to learn the problem and and fix it. So I'm sure there's a lot of people who are problem solvers, but they just don't know the problems that we have in trucking. Which is why we're we're about ten to twenty years behind in technology. Yeah, that's that's super helpful. I think I definitely resonate with the idea of like there's a gap between the industry as it is or has been, or maybe the boots on the ground, 
and then potentially the people with the ability to innovate quickly. Um, and uh, someone like yourself, obviously, is closing that that gap, which I think is uh, incredible. In that process with your dad, I mean, were there ever moments where you were just like, like, man, this is so this this is it's so archaic. Just walk me through all the things that you have trouble with. Like, did did that happen? Like, sit across the table and just <laughs> let me like all, list all this stuff down, or all, all the time, all the time. I'll, I'll give okay. one example. One example is when I help my dad run the trucking business. The drivers will be on the road for about seven to ten days, and they will come back. So they will run several loads in the process, right? But the biggest challenge is drivers just give you the worst worst quality paperwork, POD, proof of delivery. Mm-hmm. When they get it to you. It's either blurry, missing a corner. Or it's just not, you cannot use it to build your customer. A lot of times what we end up happening was we wait for the driver to come back to a week or two later. And then we manually scan every paperwork one by one and then, and then drag it to folder, drag to email, build our customer, right? This is one of the ways that give me one of the most headache. I believe a lot of people are still having this like today is unable to get that high quality picture which is why I kind of want to build this tool. I had this in mind. I got to build it in a scanner, AI scanner within the mobile driver app right mm-hmm. after delivery. I want I want this tool to assist driver take a perfect quality picture and send right back to the system without driver even knowing what they just did, right? Mm-hmm. In, a, in a click or two. So, so, so yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like anything that, um, right, that, the the lower the uh the 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 bar to to uh to accomplish a task um the better when it comes to technology these days which you see a lot of like high level companies your apples your googles those types of things like i am amazon like i can click a button and something shows up on my door tomorrow yes. like yes. I, I, because i've got all my information in there um i don't, you know what i mean like literally like one click uh, it's it's the same idea which i think is uh incredible so um okay so that being said if if you wouldn't if you wouldn't have gone into logistics obviously your dad helped pull you in there what what did you want it what do you where do you think you would have been i i i've been a problem solver my my entire life uh uh, and i heart i'm entrepreneur and if it wasn't for trucking i think i would have gone to consulting Mm -hmm. to solve problems for other companies yeah Absolutely. That makes sense. Uh, I, I would, I could see that uh, for you as well. So, so th- let's talk about then uh, Easy Propel and maybe that product and the solution that you are building now as well, because I'd love to hear a little bit more about it. Because you mentioned it being like the Shopify for trucking. Um, and, you know, I, I've, you know, followed your post. If you haven't, uh, go follow Justin uh, or connect with him on LinkedIn. His, his content is great. Um, but, you know, heard you on other podcasts, uh, read, read your post, you know, you've talked about, um, obviously, solving the problem of capturing a POD, uh, request for detention, geofencing. T- tell me a little bit about how Easy Propel solves those problems, and how it's how it's helpful for, uh, obviously, trucking companies, then potentially things for, you know, brokers uh, as well. 100%. So, so Easy Propel really bring the technology to to the industry, there, there's two parts to it. The first part is if you look up a truck, if you if you drive on the freeway, you see a lot of trucks. But the problem is, you, most time you recognize Amazon trailer, 
but you don't really recognize the, the trucking company because 97% of trucking companies in the U.S. have 20 trucks or less. So they're very small companies. Those companies don't really have a website built. How can you build a reputation if you, and credibility if you don't even have a website? So that's the first part we're tackling is Easy Propel will help trucking companies build a front-end website in a couple of clicks where you can build that, that, that credibility and, and, and online presence for your customers. And then the, the second part is a back-end software. The back-end software is where you run your entire operation, your compliance. If DOT or CHP or, or anyone comes on your door, knock on your door for audit, you don't don't panic. Have everything in one place, organized, presented to them, right? Maintenance, how do you keep your vehicles all in one place? Maintenance record in, in one place. And on top of that, how do you run your operations, right? Data entry, how do you eliminate that? Every company is having multiple touches on data entry for the same thing, right? How do we eliminate that? Easy Propel allows them to eliminate the, the multiple touches, multiple data entries. You only do it once or even you don't even have to do it. Our system will recognize it, do the entry for you, and we communicate with your driver on, on one end. Geofencing, that's a, this is a, this, the technology hasn't been around for a long time. It just been adopted in trucking yet is brokers, shippers always calling, texting, emailing carriers all day nonstop. Most of them even hired, hired offshore team so that they can keep track of those update. They're tracking drivers and they're not tracking equipment. If driver is outside the truck, you're tracking the wrong, the wrong target. So, so geofencing is, is way allowed. You know, the, the, the freight to be track, tracking the equipment rather than the driver. When the drive, when the, when the equipment arrives at pickup and send an alert to everybody involved, letting them, Hey, your person has arrived. This person has a departure, right? Because we know that radius of a, of a location where they're heading to. So this requires no human touch. You don't need driver mm-hmm. to click on anything. The moment when they arrive, boom, captures. Hey, this person has arrived. It solves your accessory problem as well. Is my carrier aligned to me that he arrived at 2 p.m. at appointment time? Oh, and, and then and the shipper told me, shipper told me that this carrier was arrived at 2:30 instead of 2. What proof does the carrier have? Right? All those argument conflict goes away. You don't need a team to track it, email, phone call, system um, automatically triggered that. So geofencing fixes that problem and giving everybody the visibility where the where the truck where the load is and when it's going to empty. All that status update goes away with that. And 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 then you mentioned uh, we mentioned about geofencing. We mentioned about data entry, managing everything, uh, POD paperwork processing, all those stuff that you take. You probably about your seventy to eighty percent of the time doing that. Now technology can take care of that, so you can spend those eighty percent of the time finding better uh, new new customers bigger deals rather than spending time doing tasks that give you no return. Now you, you can use this time to focus on things that can might generate you thousands, hundreds of new deals for your company so that you can scale. Yeah, that makes sense. I, you know, something I hadn't thought about, um, but you mentioned at the beginning, something as simple as a website. And that sounds so crucial. Cause I mean, I think about a different example, right. But similar idea is like, you know, um, typically if I, you know, do business with anybody, one of the first things I do is uh, I'm check out their website, right? Or even if I'm, let's just say, you know, I'm, I'm looking for restaurants around me in a new location. Well, I'm typically looking at the website. I want to see what's on the menu. I want to see, you know, how many ratings they have and all, and all that. It's like, 
Yeah. So it's like that, it makes all the sense in the world to be able to say, Hey, let's go ahead and modernize that for you. And then to create a backend, that's, uh, you know, a system that, that puts it all in one place. Like what a convenient solution, uh, for them. What do you find is like a barrier for, for people? Is it just the idea of like, Oh man, I have to use technology now, uh, versus, Hey, I've done this in the past. One, one, one biggest barrier is probably the resistance to adopt technology, right? It's, it's like they're, they're not used to change and, mm-hmm. and they, a, a lot of uh, carriers, uh, smaller carriers, they, what they have is they care too much, too, they're, they're too focused on, too busy, uh, um, uh, uh, working rather mm-hmm. than saving time. They want to make money. A yeah. lot of times they don't realize that when you're saving time, you're also making money. They, they care about, hey, I just care about who can give me loads. I don't care about software. I don't want care about technology. So, nice. so I think it's the the perspective on, on, on the future. How do you how can you do things that ninety nine percent of your competitors are not doing yet to give you the yeah. advantage? I, I think yeah, the biggest barrier is probably the resistance to to change. Yeah. Well, and one thing I think about it, and I mean, you know this better than anybody is, uh, you know, driver recruiting is, is, is like one of the most difficult things in the world. Yeah. I mean, it's just super high um, turnover rates and all of that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but to me, it would make sense for, uh, you know, a, a small trucking company as an owner to say, if I can implement something like this, that makes things simpler, um, it makes it easier for my driver. It saves them time <clears throat> that, you should be able to say, hey, I can recruit better drivers um, because I've got a system and a technology where we're not having to do things, you know, like we did in 1970. Is that true or? Definitely, definitely. You have a better management of a drivers. So, so with technology, your drivers won't, won't be receiving calls from not just you, from customers and brokers all day. And right. secondly, is driver payroll management. A lot of companies right now, they still, there's either... A lot of them still pay by check. So yeah. the drivers don't really know how much they're making. And then and they, a lot of times drivers, oh, I'm not making money here. I'm leaving and I'm going somewhere else. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Let's say John's putting putting a, a, a resignation letter. I'm like, wait a minute, let's pull up your pull up your 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 record, right? So you made you know eight thousand dollars last month. Is does is what's your goal, right? Are we hitting that goal? Right. Yeah. Right away, drivers can see that with technology, they're able to see all their payment history inside yeah. their mobile app, how much they're making, and all their record, their, even their t-shirt size, something as small as a t-shirt size. Mm-hmm. You're giving them a t-shirt size. You don't need to call them every time. It's in the system, right? All mm-hmm. those small things are in the system that drivers feel they can better communicate, better communicate to the team. Uh, they don't get bothered a lot. Drivers don't like to be bothered. Give me instruction on what to do, right? If you pay well, respect me, I'm not going to leave. Drivers right. As high as a driver turnover, drivers don't actually want to leave, find a new job. It's just that right. the employer might not be providing them what they promised to them in the first place. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Cover three, we don't currently do driver recruiting. I've done it in the past, but yeah, um, you know, the, I would say the drivers that I've spoken with, uh, to your point, like they don't actually really want to go somewhere else if they don't have to, right? Like that's not something that they're like constantly looking to to do. But yes. the other thing that you mentioned is like if they're if you're constantly like bombarding them with phone calls and updates, like most drivers I know and have spoken to, 
like they didn't sign up to be a customer service rep, right? Like that's not, that's not the job that they wanted. Like they're like, Hey, I would rather, like, I want to drive. I want to, yeah, I want to pick up and drop off. I want to do a good job. Um, the good ones. Right. And of course communicate, um, as needed, but like, I don't want to be on the phone all the time. dealing with Customers. Right. And this helps eliminate a lot of that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Very good. Well, um, that's awesome. I, I love that. I think the billing and driver pay, I think, is something that uh, is um, a big help too, because as you mentioned, right? If, if uh, I think you said week, like weekly pay, and and do you and does this work with like factoring companies as well? Yes, we have a, a factoring company uh, that we partner up with. So what happens is. Uh, you don't have to go on their ex, you know, their their own logging term, uh, uh, a portal, logging portal, where you don't have to email them. The moment where a driver turns in, you approve it, it goes automatically to your 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 factory partner, and then, and then yeah. that eliminate another process of you having to have you know extra clicks. Cool, awesome, yeah, that's uh, that's good. Well. Appreciate you sharing uh, sharing all of that. Sounds like an, an amazing product, like a, an, an all-inclusive product, right? A service um, that can solve a lot of problems. I wanted to pivot real quick just because uh, I appreciate, again, go back back to some of your posts. Um, you know, you, you had some really good insights on just like, um, you know, the economy and how the trucking industry kind of functions within that, um, you know, seeing as where we are, right? And, and, and trucking being kind of a, a a cyclical industry, right? What, where do you, <laughs> what are trucking companies right now feeling, I guess, uh, in the moment that we're in and, and maybe where do you think rates are going to go, uh, in the next, you know, uh, three, six months, you have any insider thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's something like, uh, I, I personally think a lot of carriers are right now, they're, they're, very uh some smaller carriers are going out of business and then mid-size mm-hmm. the smaller carriers are actually struggling to stay afloat and right now we're still seeing the average spot market rates be around two a little over two dollars even mm-hmm. even contract rate is is, is getting below three dollars and right. I, I personally think we haven't hit the rock bottom yet i, I think the mm-hmm. bottom will probably be around you know 180 per mm-hmm. mile and yeah. uh, and then we're we're still around two, a little over two dollars per mile right now. So so there's still a couple couple month of a of a of a rate dropping to the rock bottom. And uh, carriers a, a lot of times like for those who are prepared, what I often preach in in, in trucking is like as you mentioned earlier as well, it's it's a cycle, right? Every few years the cycle demand depends on supply uh, supply and demand goes up and down. So, so in trucking, it's much easier to predict the cycle compared to the stock market because we know once enough carriers go out of business, the scale tips, the, the market will flip again. So for now, like my favorite saying is be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. Yeah. Every time throughout the cycle, we see it over and over again. Carriers, you see them buying 200,000 plus trucks. That's probably worth 150. Right. Those are the ones going out of business. Why? Because they were greedy when, when the market is good. Now they're, now they're kind of in this position where, what do I do now? Right. Mm-hmm. There's another type of people. If you've been in business long enough, now when others are fearful, you got to be greedy. Now's mm-hmm. the time to pick up some discounted equipment. Trucking price 
went skyrock skyrocketed what beginning of this year and last year it's all over the news but now those have come back to normal or even you know going below the market rate i expect the trucking price to especially the used ones to to, to keep going down so the next couple of months you know january february march will probably be the perfect time to to buy some equipment if you have enough cash save and and i i, I don't expect the rates to pick up probably until q2 or q3 of next year and that's when more carriers will go out of business. Right now, everyone's still trying to, we're seeing some carriers exiting the business, but a lot are still trying to hold on to us, right? Hold on to I'm not going to try to stay afloat. But with the rate keep dropping, they're not going to stay and, and the market will flip again. Yeah, it seems like consumer demand has like kept up enough that it's kept a lot of people in the game. But if you have those rates drop, at the same time, and you add in, hey, I'm also highly leveraged, right? If we're, if we're too leveraged, um, you know, and, and you know, it's at some point, you know, uh, your wires get crossed, and and though they're that's typically when you see those smaller trucking companies or those uh, overly leveraged trucking companies go out of business. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. Um, obviously, though, I, you know, uh, something like Easy Papel would allow people to say, "Hey, let's save some money in a, in a process like that," right? Um, and uh, one thing I noticed on your website, I thought was great, was uh, you have a calculator uh, that will allow people to say, "Hey, let's go look at." You know, how many drivers do we have? You know, how many trucks, how many loads do we have? And that can help give us an idea, you know, a rough number of maybe what <clears throat> what we could save. Um, I think that's uh, a great tool. If you haven't, go check out their website. Uh, I think that's a, a great way to do it. And I'd also echo, echo your sentiments too on, on you know, I mean, from a talent standpoint too, be greedy when others are fearful. I love the Buffett quote because, uh, <laughs> you know, certainly, man, I know a lot of people slow down um, or lay off, right, in a moment like this. Um, Obviously, that's a great time to pick up talent, not and not just maybe the, those who were laid off, whether that's a, a driver or a tech company or what have you. But um, when people start to slow down, that's a, a great time. People are keeping their eyes open suddenly to say, like, "Hey, what else is out there?" And 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 typically, from a economic standpoint, uh, you know, if you think of a, a boom market, everything's overpriced. <laughs> like, and, and, <laughs> like you said, trucks are overpriced. Oftentimes, candidates are overpriced too, right? I mean, they're yes. asking for crazy amounts of money. Well, right now we're in, in a place where um, that's not the case, right? You yeah. can you can get, in my opinion, like you can get you can get a great value for an employee because uh, I think you know your temperaments and expectations are a little bit lower, um, and people aren't saying, "Hey, you know, I'm, I'm asking for the moon and the stars," <laughs> and that's that's going to be good value. Hundred um, percent. The next boom. So. Definitely. Definitely. For sure. Well, cool, man. Um, kind of to, to move towards wrapping up, I appreciate you being so generous with your just your time and, and your thoughts. And your, um, kind of uh, thinking, thinking back through your journey, right? Like uh, you helping build your dad's company, I think is such a cool story, right? Like you having to be like, man, I did boots on the ground. I, I you know, did every part of the business, kind of had to like put your hands in it and learn before you jumped out onto your own thing. Um, through that process or just kind of your own journey, are there any books that you've read at any point in time that were really influential or helpful for you? Yes, yes. I, I, I'm not a big on books, but they're definitely life-changing books that really made me think the way how I think now. There, there are three books that I would recommend everybody who, in any industry, that if you, if you're, if you want to become an entrepreneur or, or just grow your, your side business, the first one is called Discipline Entrepreneurship. It's written by Bill Allett, the MIT 
uh, a really uh, famous and well-known guy from MIT. A lot of uh, big companies are are running their entrepreneur program uh, with his book principle, literally talking mm-hmm. about talking to your customer and the steps really tell you step-by-step how do you build your company? 24 steps laid out, follow them. So that's a great book that really helped me to grow my dance company, to grow Easy Papel so far. And the second book is How to Win Friends and Influence Others. This is pretty well known. A lot of people know this, been around for a long time, really teach you the principle, how do you network with people? How do you make people like you, right? If you don't know what to say, this book will tell you, teach you, hey, say this to get to uh, to get on people's good side. And uh, the last one is called The Myth, the E-Myth Revisited. This is a perfect book for every small business. It will tell you why small businesses don't work and, and why most small businesses fail and what to do about it. It's, 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 it's a perfect analogy between uh, sled dogs, right? You have a sled dog versus an ox. Which one do you, which one do you think will bring more? You know, five or ten a pack of sled dogs versus one ox, they may be able to pull the same weight. Small business owners are often the ox. They're trying to do everything themselves, not leveraging the scaling by hiring people. They're trying to do everything. Versus sled dogs, they got a group of people with one mission, right? Trying to pull the sled. So, so, so I think these three books. If you if you want to scale your business, run your business, go really. How do I go from a small small business to a, a, a uh, to scale to enterprise level i think these three books will will, will lay out the, the the blueprint for everybody man I, I love the uh i love all of those i haven't read the first one um win friends and influence people i've read that one and then the e-myth is a great book i would echo that one um so yeah, we'll put those in the show notes for everybody to to take a look at um so cool that's that's great and then Typically, kind of one of my final questions is, um, you know, obviously part of your journey going into entrepreneurship. Um, I love it because, you know, being an entrepreneur myself, I always love talking to others. But what what would advice would you give yourself, um, your 20 year old self, I guess, kind of like looking back now, now where you are today? <laughs> I think when I was 20, a lot, I, I've been an entrepreneur myself. 20, I was in college. I was flipping textbooks, buying them mm. at the end of a, end of a quarter system for 20 mm. bucks and sell them for like 150 or $200 mm. two weeks nice. later when the quarter starts. So, so, yeah. but at the time, I didn't know that was part of entrepreneurship. I didn't know that uh, everyone is capable of starting a business regardless of what experience you have. So, if there's any advice I would give my 20-year-old self is don't be afraid to start early. If you think that you have an idea, go for it and reach out to people for help. There's a lot of people, actually genuine people who have done in the past, they're willing to share their wisdom and passing it on to you, right? Take their brain and, and go out there by talking to your customers and start start doing it. If, you, if your passion really is in startup, start your own business and don't be afraid to get started. It's never too early to start. That's so good. And and it, it feels so heavy and so like big and hard before you start something. Um, but it's also the best education that you can ever get. And uh, I mean, I always tell folks it's it's hard to, you know, consider I'd ever do anything else, you know, now that I've uh, taken that that plunge. 100%. Well, I want to I want to share um, one of your posts that I think is gold for both. Uh, it, it, it's about starting a trucking company and then. um and I'll, pr- I'll try to include this in the video if I can too. I'll try to uh, paste it in there. Um, 
but I think it's great for business as well. So I'm going to just read it real quick. And it says, uh, Justin posted, um, he said, if, if I were to start a trucking company from scratch, here are five things I would do. Did one, identify a niche, the smaller, the better. Two, interview three to five small customers and figure out what their top three pains with uh, are with their current truckers. Three, leverage technology to build um, a digital trash hauling company. I use trash as that niche. Um, that solved the three pains with with the innovation. Four, with the customer's approval, turn them into cheerleaders so they can introduce you to more customers and be references to landing bigger ones. And five, build a mission-driven team to become the biggest trash hauler to make uh, the earth a trash-free and keep innovating. I love that because I think, first and foremost, like they always say the riches are in the niches. Um, that's so good. Um then not being afraid to reach out to people and figure out what's actually the problem is so crucial. It's how I ended up in the, the tra- transportation industry as well um, when it comes to recruiting <clears throat> and supply chain. And then, you know, ultimately saying, okay, um, let's then use those um, people as well, um, create some raving fans if we can, right? Solve a problem for them and then, more people will will come and follow because they'll be willing to say, hey, you know, um, Justin does a great job. I'd love to introduce you to uh, so on and so forth. Um, so all that to say, great. Anything that you have to add to that? I, I think it was great, great post. It applies obviously to trucking, but to, to business as well. Definitely. I, I, that's, a, that's exactly the framework that I follow for every business that I did for my dad's trucking company for Easy Propel right now. And those framework pretty much came from my personal experience and the book, Discipline Entrepreneurship, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the knowledge I've learned from here and really kind of applied to real life, adding my own perspective to it. So so you, you thank you for sharing that. And, and definitely yeah. it's applicable to, to every business that you want to start. One is talk to your customer, figure out their pain, fix it, and then ask them for a deposit and then build the problem, build the product and, and, it, and it find a few more customers to be, to be your cheerleaders and now you go either go for VCs for funding, or if you're bootstrapping, just find more customers leveraging those, you know, reviews that you have. Yeah, yeah, I think it's that's uh, well said and 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 well stated. I talk to brokers uh, a, a ton, um, and or transportation tech companies, and you know, oftentimes part of that conversation is like, like, hey, we've got a bunch. One of the questions I ask is like, well, how? Tell me about the you know, the customers that you serve. And they end up telling me most of the time about a niche. And so a broker as an example, they're like, oh, well, you know, we actually do a ton of, you know, uh, auto parts, um, you know, moves. And I'm like, okay, well, how'd you get into that? Right. And, and then the deeper we go, I really, man, they get a ton of like knowledge and, and industry information. And I'm just like, go use that, right. Go solve that problem a hundred more times. (laughs) And you're going to make a ton of money, but I think sometimes it's easy to be like the world is so big and there's so many other things that can distract you. I'm like go go kill it in one area in one niche and become just an absolute expert before you dive into, you know, something else. So I, I love what you said, and it applies to trucking owners as well. There's such you know domain experts in what they do. It's because mm-hmm. the reason why some of them are not thinking about studying or turning that niche into a business because. They're too busy thinking about how to manually do everything without relying yeah. technology. So they don't have time to think about what they can potentially do. So so yeah. best advice is leverage technology to do things that you're doing manually so that you can have better more time. You can slow down, 
so that you can think bigger and think more about what you can do with it. Yep. That's good. I was a college football athlete. I had a coach. He was always like, he was like Chapman. Like you always get paralysis by analysis. He's like, just play football, man. Like, and then that's what you want is you just want people to be able to play ball and do what they're great at and not be slowed down by the processes or uh, the, you know, the rules or the regulations or what have you. Like the, the more, and I mean, it's part of why I named my company cover three is like, it's a simple coverage in football. And if you can just line people up and, and give them the tools so they can play fast and, yes. and do what they're great at, I mean, you're you're going you're going to win. You're going definitely, to win. Definitely. So, well, cool, man. Justin. I've really enjoyed the conversation. I appreciate it. If people want to get in touch with you, learn more about uh, Easy Papel, what should they do? Uh, two places they can go to one is called LinkedIn, like you mentioned. Search Justin Lou, Easy Papel. Follow me. Connect with me. I'd love to. Uh, answer any question you have second is go on our website www.easypropel.ai and you can sign up for a demo we'll love to show a demo to see if it's a good fit for your company cool justin thanks for your time man thank you great to be on the show thanks for listening to the recruiting stories podcast if you haven't yet subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts check us out on linkedin adrian chapman and Cover 3 Consulting is our company page. Also check out our website, www.cov3consulting.com. Again, thanks for joining us, and we just simply want to remind you that you can change the world by putting people in a position where they can do the most good, and you do that by recruiting. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time.